You are listening to a podcast from iTunes U at Villanova University. This podcast is a part of a series for incoming students. Hi, I'm Rachel Watkins, a senior nursing major. The best book I've read at Villanova has been The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I was curious about the book when I kept hearing about it on the news and then saw that Oprah devoted a whole show to it. So I decided that I had to read it. The Secret is a great book that promises to bring you joy in every aspect of your life, whether it is money, health, or relationships. The Secret is simple to understand, but extremely difficult to, to attain. It is simply the law of attraction, that like thoughts attract like actions. As simple as it sounds, the book explains how to apply the law to your life. Many believe The Secret is sacrilegious and against the te- teachings of God, However, I disagree because I'm a Christian and I believe that both God and the secret can go coexist. The secret actually worked in my life. One day, I truly didn't want to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to go to clinical. So I began to use the secret and thought to myself, clinical will be canceled tomorrow as I went to bed the night before. And sure enough, I woke up and it had snowed in April and clinical was canceled. This book promises to be wonderful and controversial and will stimulate many discussions and may even redirect your life. I definitely recommend this. Another book I truly enjoyed was The Color Purple, written by Alice Walker. I had to read this book for my Women in Religion and Society class. The Color Purple is an epistolary novel revolving around the central character, Celie, who has been raped, abused, impregnated by her father twice, and forced to marry a widower with many children. It chronicles her life in rural Georgia as she writes letters to God. Celie hates her husband. Not only does he abuse her, but she cannot even call him by his first name. She must refer to him as Mr. Celie's life changes when Mr.'s lover, Suge Avery, visits. She teaches Celie to speak up for herself and that she is just as valuable a person as anyone. The novel portrays how abuse disfigures the human spirit, but it still has an inspiring and encouraging message, teaching that though bad things happen in life, you should never give up because things will always get better. The Color Purple is not only a compelling read, it is also very controversial. It has instigated numerous debates about the representation of black men, its racist and sexist stereotypes, and its representation of God. I believe it is an important novel that allows readers to understand life and the social status of an African American during the the early to mid 20th century. This book has opened my eyes to the way black women were treated in the past and taught me what a difference one person can make in someone's life. Hi guys, my name is Peggy Costello. Um, I am a junior uh, here at Villanova. I am a double major in history and psychology, and I am from Tom's River, New Jersey. Um, You'll have to excuse my voice, it's a little scratchy. I just lost it the other day, but um, I'm very excited to be doing this podcast about uh, some of the best books that I've read while I've been here at Villanova. So I'm going to give you... um, a few of mine. Um, I'm a huge reader and I'm always looking for a good book recommendation so I was really excited when I was asked to do this. I hope this is helpful for you guys. Um, The first book I recommend is called The Kite Runner by Khaled Husseini. Um, This was the one book Villanova when I was a freshman and I can definitely see why they picked it. 
it takes place in Afghanistan. It starts out in 1979 and continues through the present day. And it's a story of a boy and his um, best friend who is also his uh, servant. And uh, I don't want to give too much of the book away, but uh, the boy um, betrays his best friend. And um, then it takes place years later. He comes to America. And it is about how he ends up going back to Afghanistan to redeem himself and kind of make good on the friendship that he lost. And it's uh, really an amazing book. It encompasses themes of um, uh, forgiveness and trust and friendship and loyalty and redemption, all in a setting that is really pertinent to today's, um, today's world setting and what's going on today. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, the next book that I would recommend is uh, it's called Jarhead by Anthony Swafford. It is actually an autobiography, and I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Jarhead, um, but this was the book that the movie was based off of. Um, <clears throat> Swafford was a um, in the Marine Corps during the Gulf War, and he kind of chronicles his um, what happens to him during the Gulf War in this book. Um, it is, I can tell you that this was a very, very intense read. Um, I have never read a book that has just been so packed with emotion because usually when you read a book, there's a beginning, there's the climb to the pinnacle of the story, and then there's the ending. But this book is intense from the first page to the last page. Um, you don't, we don't realize, we take for granted in our day-to-day -day lives how um, we can basically live without fear of, you know, if we're going to live to see the next day. But Swafford, uh, you know, lets us know that this is not the way it is in war, and he just tells everyone of the fear and the anger and the resentment and the hatred and the just immense amount of numbness that he goes through in his everyday life every single day. And I would definitely recommend that. I think it's an incredibly important book to read um, today, and whether you're for the war or against the war, it's definitely an important book. The last book I would recommend is a little lighter. It's called Pledged by Alexandra Robbins. Um, I would definitely recommend it for the girl audience especially. Um, she, what the author of this one did was she went to a university in the South and went undercover at the sororities there. And um, she kind of chronicled what happened to her and how she was treated and what she saw. And it is definitely an important book. Um, for any girl who not just is joining a sorority, but is considering joining any sort of organization, um, Alexander does do a good job of disclaiming the book, saying that you know maybe her, what she saw isn't every sorority, um, and that they are overall a good institution, but. Um, the stuff she brings up is just amazing um, as far as uh, the herd mentality that is encountered in these sororities and you know just the group think that possesses women sometimes. I think it's incredibly important to read this. Um, and some of it is funny, some of it is a little tragic, and all of it is incredibly relatable for a college, college girl. So I would definitely recommend that one. Um, so those are my top three picks. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hello there. My name is Michael Gill, and I am a junior environmental science major, biology minor from Potomac, Maryland. I've read several books while at Villanova, but a few of them have really stood out to me. One of these was War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Acclaimed as one of the most famous science fiction novels of all time, this book grabbed me from the get-go. The novel follows two characters, one heroic and the other not so heroic, during Martian invasion. It plays on human fears of being overpowered by a force greater than us. It shows how facing adversity can bring about heroism or cowardice. 
Wells' novel can be looked at not only as a sci-fi, but also as a horror, playing on the fear of invasion that most Americans held during the time that it was written. For me, it was an easy and exciting read that can be analyzed as much more than a simple science fiction. Another book that I have read while at NOVA is The Street by Anne Petrie. This was the first novel written by an African-American to sell more than a million copies. It is about an African-American woman in Harlem trying to raise a child by herself during the time of legal segregation. Though not a book that I would normally pick up, I found it very powerful and moving. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey is a classic. I had to read this one for an English class and loved it. It is about a man who conned his way out of a work camp into the psychiatric ward of a hospital. The story follows his attempts at rising up against the head nurse as well as the ward's overall oppressive system. Comparing the novel to the movie was an added pleasure in that class. The last book that I want to tell you about is one that was not required for a class. It is Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. This classic was given to me my senior year in high school. I tried reading it a couple of times throughout that summer and my freshman year and hated it. I found it boring. Since it was a gift, I kind of felt obligated to read it and forced myself to do so this past fall. About 50 pages into it, I was past the rather dull beginning and was hooked. The rest of the novel got better and better as I went along. It was a story about a young Indian boy leaving his family, his way of life, and his religion in a quest to find the ultimate happiness. Set in the time of the Buddha, the main character follows different groups, religions, and cults in his trials to achieve enlightenment. Among other enjoyable books, these four have especially stood out to me. I hope that you might find ones here that you enjoy as much as I have. Take care. Hi, my name is Caitlin Sibley, and I am a senior honors English major and communication minor from Seagirt, New Jersey. I also have read some truly great books here at my time at Villanova, and picking just a few of them was not an easy task. In between midterms and finals of junior year, I managed to read a book in my free time, aside from the great and sometimes not so great required books for my classes. The Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey Niffenegger was an interesting read because it was a love story with an interesting twist that was completely original. Within the love story, it combined aspects of two unlikely genre partners, romance and science fiction. It's an interesting and unconventional love story that centers on a man named Henry with a strange genetic disorder that causes him to unpredictably time travel at any time without his control. And his wife, Claire, an artist who learns to deal with Henry's unpredictable absences and reappearances into her life. I really thought that the book's creativity in showing Henry's dangerous, random time-traveling adventures was one of the most enjoyable parts of the book. From the young age of eight throughout her teenage life and her eventual marriage to Henry, Claire's life is scattered with visits from Henry, who visits his wife and then comes back to tell her, in the present time, what their experience just was together. Overall, I thought that the book was original and captivating, and I really loved the way in which the author detailed the interactions of the pair at all the many different times and stages of their lives. Another great book that I picked up here at Villanova was actually in my freshman year. I read Jonathan Saffron Fuller's Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. What's interesting about this book is that Fuller uses different fonts, spacing, as well as the occasional blank page to give the book a visual dimension that goes well beyond the story. Photographs are inserted into the story that looked as if someone was tucking them away into their own diary or their journal, and it added a dimension to the story that I thought was really incredible. 
the book is told through the voice of a nine-year-old boy named Oscar Shell. And two years before the story begins, Oscar loses his father in the September 11th tragedy. In the story, Oscar discovers a key in a vase that belonged to his father. In the book, details his adventures as he tries to discover the secrets and rediscover his father through the story of the key. It was heartbreaking and adorably naive, but it had comic aspects and used humor so effectively that I found myself loving the little boy Oscar and wanting to be his friend. An absolute favorite book of mine that I read here at Villanova was Steve Kluger's The Last Days of Summer. This book made me laugh from the second page in, and from then on, I couldn't stop. The story is set in Brooklyn in the 1940s and is told through a correspondence in the forms of letters, postcards, notes, newspaper articles, and the occasional report card of and about a 12-year-old boy. The book shows the growing relationship between a very unlikely pair, including an extremely unexpected role model. Joey Margolis is a 12-year-old Jewish boy growing up in an almost entirely Catholic neighborhood in Brooklyn, living with his mother and elderly aunt. Having no father figure, Joey tricks Charlie Banks, a beloved baseball player for the New York Giants, into writing to him by consistently nagging, guilt-tripping, and making fun of the baseball player. The two strike up a friendship based on calling each other out on their excuses, dirty jokes, and also chatting about everything from girls to the war. In the letters they write to each other, we see that Joey is extremely smart, incredibly perceptive, and very in need of a friend. With the antics of the smart Alec Joey and the brash baseball player Charlie, the book only gets better. This is one of the funniest yet most poignant books I have ever read as the two teach each other what it means to be a man, from standing up for what they believe in to taking responsibility for their actions. This podcast has been produced by Villanova University.